I'm Kyle Rice, awful test taker turned physical therapist and standardized test coach for over 5,000 physical therapists worldwide. It wasn't that long ago that I struggled with anxiety, lack of confidence, and the fear of failing the NPTE. Fast forward through the challenges, the 13 standardized test failures, and many lessons learned, and you'll see the life I have today, a life filled with love, financial freedom, and a dream job that allows me to change lives every single day. I created the NPTE Clinical Files podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies along with a step-by-step walkthrough of NPTE-based questions. All of this so that you can dominate your exam like I did and achieve your dream. So if you're a driven PT student who's looking to pass the NPTE and start creating a life you love, you're in the right place. Enjoy the show. For this week's clinical file, we have Shaniqua, and Shaniqua presents with left foot pain along the lateral side of the fifth metatarsal. Upon examination, the patient has a 14-degree fixed forefoot varus. During quiet standing, the patient's rear foot is noticeably everted. Which of the following interventions is the most recommended? So we have A, metatarsal bar, B, lateral rear foot wedge. C, medial forefoot wedge, and D is additional padding along the fifth metatarsal. All right, let's go up to the top of this question, baby. This is one of the harder ones because it brings in that whole forefoot varus valgus type of thing and wedging. Let me know, have you seen a question like this before? I know a lot of y'all are like, yeah, I have, definitely. And you may have had trouble with this in PT school as well. And so that's the reason why I wanted to make this question. You know, I created a lecture all about this, and this is actually one of my most popular lectures because I feel when you're getting all of this information at PT school and they're going through all of the rear foot and forefoot and, and the different wedging types, it's just like you're getting so much information that it's hard to sink your teeth into. And so separating these out and helping yourself to really understand it is key. And that's the reason why I had to create the lecture for this. But for this question, I'm going to help you go through it and give you some of that basic information that you need to know. Cool. All right, lock it in, baby. If you're in the car right now, like lock it in. If you're on the treadmill, get ready. All right, Shaniqua presents with left foot pain along the lateral side of the fifth metatarsal. Let's stop there for a minute. So they tell you what specific foot, it's on the left side, right? Or left foot. And it says the lateral side of the fifth metatarsal. Now what you visual people need to do is you gotta get that visual representation in your brain. Think about the left foot, think about the lateral side, and we're talking about that fifth metatarsal. All right, that's very important that we get that kind of visual picture in your mind of what that'll look like, okay? So we got pain on the lateral side of the foot. Now, what I even would have done, whether it was the MPTE or practice exam, is like stop for a moment and like whether it's rub the outside of my leg or whatever, so I know, okay, we're talking about the left, we're talking about the lateral side. Cool? All right, now it says upon examination, the patient has a 14-degree fixed forefoot varus. Now, I know some of y'all are like, whoa, coach, you know, right there, I have no idea really what we're talking about. This is where I get stuck, so time out. 14 degree fixed forefoot varus. We can break this down. 
When it says forefoot varus, what it's really talking about is the big toe being up in the air. Like the forefoot is rotated where the big toe is like up in the air and off the ground. And then you have the lateral side of your foot that's down on the ground. And you may need to look at an actual picture going your kinesiology textbook or whatnot and look at a patient with forefoot varus. But I always call it big toe up position. All right, it's really like that. The forefoot is rotated. The big toe looks like it's up and off the ground. And like I said, the pinky toe or the fifth metatarsal is down on the ground. Yeah, I said pinky toe. All right, so that's a forefoot varus. Now it does say fixed. And what that means is that when the foot is down on the ground, the forefoot is not gonna move. It's stuck, it's rigid, it's locked in place. So we know that the forefoot cannot compensate itself. It can't move. All right. We would need to rely on something else, another joint. Now, it also says 14 degree. And that is also important for you to know for the MPTE because actually the normal value for forefoot motion is actually 10 degrees, zero to 10 degrees, I should say, of forefoot varus. Yes. So if a patient has anywhere from zero to 10 degrees of forefoot varus, that's actually normal. But here in this question, it says 14 degrees and it's fixed, locked in place. Cool. So right there, we have some juicy information. We know big toes up in the air, pinky toe or fifth metatarsals down on the ground. Got you. During quiet standing, the patient's rear foot is noticeably everted. And this is where you may need to check out your book as well so you can actually see what eversion of the rear foot looks like. You may know it as subtalar eversion. And that's what happens when the rear foot's trying to compensate. When it's trying to bring that big toe down to the ground, the rear foot will try to evert in order to do that. So this all makes sense to me. Now, the question stem, the last sentence in the question says, which of the following interventions is most recommended? Now, before I go down into the answer choices, I want to just sum up this question really quick. So we got a patient who's coming into us with left foot pain. All right. Now, this particular patient's having pain on the lateral side of their foot, more on that fifth metatarsal area. Now, here's the thing. Doesn't that make sense? If you're in the car right now or, you know, standing up or whatnot, even if you're sitting and you put your big toe up in the air and you kind of rotated your foot where only the lateral side of your foot was on the ground. And let's say you were walking like that all the time. You would start having pain on the lateral side of your foot as well. All right. And so here's the thing. The question is telling us that this patient's pretty much stuck into this position. And so what can we do? How can we intervene as physical therapists in order to help this patient so they don't have pain on the lateral side of their foot? So for those of you on the podcast right now, let me go through the answer choices again. We have A, metatarsal bar. B is lateral rear foot wedge. C is medial forefoot wedge. And D is additional padding along the fifth metatarsal. All right, let's go ahead and chop down these answer choices one at a time. A says metatarsal bar. I'm not sure if you know this concept. I know I didn't really see this much in PT school, I don't think. But a metatarsal bar is this semi-firm pad. And again, this may need to be something that you look up or even go to the store. You can buy them, all right? It's a semi-firm pad. 
and it protects and supports the metatarsal bones at the ball of the foot. All right. Yeah, it protects the forefoot, but really in that ball of the foot zone. And you'll see like when a person uses a metatarsal bar, it's closer towards the center part underneath the actual foot itself, the ball of the foot. And it provides pain relief to that forefoot zone. Not necessarily on the lateral side, not necessarily on the medial side, but typically right down the center of the foot in that ball of the foot zone. Now, what do we tend to use it for? You already know it's used for forefoot pain, okay? And so you may say, well, coach, this patient has forefoot pain, right? Well, the patient has forefoot pain, but mostly on the lateral side. So that's the first thing. And metatarsal bars, these metatarsal pads, they're used for conditions like Morton's neuroma, maybe a capsulitis, a bursitis, metatarsalgia, typically pain that's in the ball of the foot. Is that what we're dealing with here? The answer to that is no. We're looking for something that can really relieve pain on the lateral side of the foot on that fifth metatarsal region. I don't think that this is the best intervention or the most effective intervention. Maybe if our patient was having Morton's neuroma, I would say, mm, metatarsal bar sounds pretty good. Or if the patient was complaining of pain more in the second, third, or even fourth metatarsals, right up underneath the foot, I would say, hmm, metatarsal bar is potentially a great option there. But for this patient, not really. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and put an X next to it for now. Let's look at B. B says lateral rear foot wedge. Yeah, this is where we're going to put a wedge underneath the lateral side of the rear foot. Now, do we wanna do that? I'm gonna say, I know a lot of y'all selected this answer, but here's the thing. If we put a lateral rear foot wedge, which is actually not a very common wedge to be used anyway, but if we were to do that, all it's going to do is cause the person to evert their rear foot more. It's gonna cause the person to go into even more of a compensation. Is that really what we wanna do? Do we wanna force that rear foot into more eversion? It's already noticeably everted. We already know that an everted rear foot during walking or during ambulation is not a good thing. Do I want to force it to happen even more by using a lateral rear foot wedge? The answer to that is, is no. I don't want the person to have even more rear foot eversion. And so already I'm like, mm, probably not the best answer here. I'm going to go ahead and put an X next to B. Don't kill me now. Hold on. We got a couple other answer choices. So C is medial forefoot wedge. All right, medial forefoot wedge. What do y'all think about that? Some of y'all selected this as the answer. So with medial forefoot wedge, the reason why I personally like this is because what it's saying is it's going to bring the ground up to the foot, that we're going to put this wedge piece underneath where the person is raised. So you know that big toe, like I was telling you, it's raised off the ground. There's a big space underneath there because now we're just bearing all of our weight on the lateral side of the foot. So what is something that we could use in order to, in a sense, bring the ground up to the foot? 
so that all of the toes are getting the force and not just the lateral side of the foot. That's really what we want to do. We want to even the force across all of the toes, not just the fifth metatarsal. The question is, how do we do that? We do that with this thing called a medial forefoot wedge. Yeah, I'm going to put a wedge underneath that big toe. And now when the person strikes the ground with their forefoot, every single one of the toes will now get the force evenly. That's the best option here. I really like that. All right. And so I'm going to put a check mark next to C. I like it because it really seems that this is going to relieve the most pressure on that lateral side of the foot. Hold on a minute. We got another good answer. D is left. D says additional padding along the fifth metatarsal. A lot of y'all selected this answer right here. And I think you selected it because it's a pretty answer. And I was about to select this one as well. But here's the thing. Is this really going to solve the patient's problem? Because when I look at it, just putting some additional padding along that fifth metatarsal, all that's really going to do is, in a sense, put a Band-Aid on the situation. I put a Band-Aid there. Because is the pressure still going to be on the lateral side of the foot? The answer to that is absolutely. We're still going to have a lot of pressure on that side. It's just now we're adding padding. So that doesn't really solve the problem. All it is is delaying maybe this getting more and more worse over time. And so here's the other thing. Does the additional padding stop the rear foot compensation that's going on? Remember, the rear foot is noticeably everted. Is that helping with that problem? Nope. The rear foot is still going to be noticeably everted in that situation. So I don't like the additional padding along the fifth metatarsal because, first of all, it's really a quick Band-Aid. It's not really solving the problem. It's not going after the root cause of the issue. And it's not fixing the compensation at all. So is that the most effective? I would say, no, not really. All right. So that really leaves us today with our best answer of C, medial forefoot wedge. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to leave you with that. But first, let me congratulate those of you who were able to get that question correct. This is not an easy one. I know this is a hard concept that we have difficulty with. And listen, if you're a student who needs help with this, check us out at the pthustle.com. We have a musculoskeletal lecture pack, but I also have a program that has all the lectures that teach you on tough concepts like this. You can learn all about that at www.thepthustle.com. Don't sleep on it. Go to it right now. Check us out. All right. But for those of you who are continuing to listen, let's go through this a little bit further just to make sure that you got it. So in this question, we are saying that the patient had pain on the lateral side of the foot and they had a fixed four foot varus. Uh, if you really look online, remember, that is more of where the pinky toe or the fifth metatarsal is down on the ground. The big toe is up in the air. That means that the person is walking and putting a lot of stress on the lateral side of the foot. The question is, what can we do in order to even out the forces so that the lateral side of the foot is not getting as much pressure? And so the final answer ended up being C, medial forefoot wedge. Because when we do that, we're putting a wedge into that side of the foot that's raised off of the ground. 
And by putting a wedge there, now what we're doing is we're evening out the forces across all the metatarsals so that every single one of the toes is actually getting the force and we're not just placing the force on one particular side of the foot, all right? So that's the reason why a medial forefoot wedge would be the best choice in this situation. Metatarsal bar, it's not really gonna solve the problem. It's not gonna even out the force along all of the toes. Metatarsal bars are not specific to a person with a forefoot varus, so that's not gonna be used. A lateral rear foot wedge, we don't want that because that is gonna force the person to compensate even more. We don't want the person to compensate more. We wanna help fix the problem. And D, even though it was a great answer, it looked really pretty, it was additional padding along the fifth metatarsal, I don't wanna do that. Because although, yeah, you're putting some padding under that area that's painful, you're still not solving the problem. You're putting a Band-Aid, and eventually the patient's going to come back complaining of pain still there, because what are they still doing? Putting pressure along the lateral side of the foot. So the best answer is always going to be one that is going to even out the forces across all the metatarsals. Final answer here is C. I hope that that explanation just gave you a better picture of, you know, really this concept, but most of all, how to arrive at answers such as a medial forefoot wedge or a lateral forefoot wedge or whatnot. Cool. Now, I don't want to leave you with that. For those of you who are listening right now, if you're a PT student or a grad, like I said, if you're struggling and you need lectures to help you understand the tough stuff so that you don't just have to memorize it, check us out on www.thepthustle.com as we have lectures, we have courses to help take your practice exam scores, but most of all, your MPTE to the next freaking level. If you're ready to crush the MPTE, I just gave you the website to go to. And then for those of you who haven't gotten my free cheat sheets, I got 10 musculoskeletal ones that are out there that you can grab for absolutely free. Where can you get it? I got you. Grab a pen real quick. It's www.npte.cheatsheets.com. All right, check that out. So if you're on iTunes, Spotify, Ghana, Overbreak, wherever you're at in the podcast land, I want you to go into the show notes. You can click the link in there and get it. Hi, this is Kyle, and thanks for downloading the podcast. I always enjoy spending this time with you, and I hope that you leave today feeling motivated and with a better understanding. Make sure to subscribe to get new mock NPTE questions each week. I deeply appreciate your support. It helps keep this mission going. And as I always say, keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you next time.